Welcome in, welcome in to the Who Day Den. I'm your host, Taylor, and we have a second preseason game under our belt. We have maybe some more exciting stuff to talk about even than last week. I think after week one of the preseason, it was good just in general to have football back. Most of the talk, I think, however, probably revolved around Jackson Carmen and the, the offensive line in general, their performance and how poor that was. But this week, I think, provided some some more optimistic insights into what this team might look like heading into the season and beyond. And it all really starts with the first round rookie, Dax Hill. And I wrote an article again, recapping the week from uh, the preseason for Bengals Talk. That's again, Bengals-Talk.com. And I don't think you can discuss the week two game without leading off with Daxton Hill. And I I have to be honest, I don't remember exactly if I if I mentioned this in the uh, episode that I did after round one of the draft, like right after we drafted Daxton Hill. I know I put an episode out. Uh, I think I admitted that I didn't know a whole lot about him. He wasn't really on my radar there at pick 31. I had my eyes on a few other guys that I had looked into a little bit more. I'm not going to say scouted. I'm not a scout, but I had definitely prepped myself for a little bit more. So Dax Hill, the selection was surprising to me. I didn't really hate it, but I'll be honest that I didn't love it, mainly just because I didn't know enough about him to to get a feel of how he would fit in on this team. And, uh, you know, from the start, I've never really felt like Jesse Bates was not going to play this season, whether holding out or getting traded. It feels like the the this was a pick for, you know, whether next year it's, no Jesse and it's Dax and Vaughn or whether it's no Jesse and Vaughn and it's Dax and another safety or whatever it may be. It's like this was for the future mainly that we need to load up at the position because we have a couple impending free agents there. But I think the this past week showed that Daxton Hill is ready to make an impact sooner rather than later. He had the near interception last week against the Cardinals in the end zone it was a great job high-pointing the ball and just couldn't hang on to it through the ground. But this week, he did get his interception, and it was a nice interception. He made a good play on it. It was a tip drill and was able to to make the diving catch on it, and that's great. Happy that he got that. But I actually thought there were some other plays that were even more impressive from him. Again, we saw his versatility and where he's used on the field. Uh, kind of played the center field role a little bit. Saw him in the box on uh, what I thought was his most impressive play was in the box on a third and five. And this was the very first drive for the Giants. And Daniel Jones makes a throw into the flat on third and five. And I've watched the replay a million times because I was just so impressed with this. And Daxton Hill quickly processes what's happening and is able to not only process what's happening, is then able to absolutely put his foot in the ground and fly to the ball. And he closed the ground so quickly, also impressive, but then makes the open field tackle on a running back that is larger than he is. And he stops the receiver short of the stick, setting up a fourth down next play. Uh, Joseph Osai gets some great penetration. Good to see him playing as well, get some good penetration and uh, they they're not able to convert turnover on downs. So the drive worked out well for, for us, but I thought that that play by Daxton Hill really showcased again the versatility where he might be on the field his athleticism it's not just speed that was well documented after the draft is that the Bengals really uh, targeted athletes targeted guys that were fast 
They were all in like the four, four range uh, between Dax Hill and Cam Taylor Britt and Tyson Anderson. Like these were some athletes and we know that, but it's not just the speed. It's then making the tackle in the open field because it doesn't do any good if he's flying up there wildly out of control and missing tackles and guys are getting by him for first downs. That doesn't help. So I thought that that play was actually even more impressive than the interception, which was, you know, obviously nice as well. And even later in the game, we saw Daxton Hill come off the edge on a blitz, almost make a uh, leaping pass deflection and or sack if the ball hadn't gotten out so quickly. And I was just encouraged by his usage again. I think it's going to be extremely interesting to see how Lou Anarumo leverages Daxton Hill because while we don't need him to be a starter right now, we don't need him at slot corner. We have one of the best in the game in Mike Hilton. We don't need him necessarily as a boundary cornerback. You have Awuzie, you have Eli Apple. We don't need him to be a starting safety right now when you have Von Bell and Jesse Bates. So it feels like it would be wasted to keep him on the sidelines because we don't need him, right? We're, we hope to see him in the game for more than just a handful of plays. But I'm interested to see how Lou's going to use him because I think there's opportunity there for some three safety looks. And again, whether it's Dax coming off the blitz, whether it's Dax playing more of a center field role and you can get Von Bell more in the box playing because he plays well against the run. He's one of the best safeties against the run in the NFL. I think uh, seeing how that develops is going to be one of the more interesting things. The left guard battle, which I'll talk about in a little bit, is probably the biggest thing that Bengals fans are looking for early in the season is how does this offensive line and specifically the left guard position look? But for me, a close second probably is Daxton Hill and where he fits in and how often he's used. What's his usage look like? Because like I said, it's not just he's playing solid and, you know, he, he is playing solid, but it's like he's making impact plays, plays that can flip games, right? Or even though it was a first drive of the game, making that tackle short of the sticks that then sets up a turnover. And then later in the game, actually getting a turnover himself on the interception. Those are plays that are making an impact, making a, a difference in the potential outcome of the game. And man, it would be a shame to not see him on the field a ton this year. So it'll be fun to see how he's used. I think having him in the fold just adds to our defense, which our defense has been underrated. And we started out pretty hot last year. And for the majority of the year, we were like top 10 in points allowed. Uh, that tailed off a little bit as the season went on. But in general, our defense played very well as a unit last year. And it goes back to what I've said before. I think the the lack of a superstar on that side of the ball for us is why we don't get the same recognition as having a, a great defense as some of these other teams. Like even Trey Hendrickson, who production-wise is up there with guys like Miles Garrett, he's not Miles Garrett. He doesn't have the name recognition of Miles Garrett. And so he's easily forgotten that he's one of the most disruptive pass rushers in the NFL and non Bengals fans. They don't know who Joseph Asai is. Again, we're projecting a little bit what he'll be, but by all indications, he will at worst be a rotational pass rusher for us that can make an impact. And they don't know about him. They probably don't know much about Dax Hill. I mean, think, think about it when the Bengals were drafting early and we took Jamar chase and we took Joe Burrow the last few years were you sitting up and watching the rest of the first round of the draft? Because I know I was not. I was going to bed because the draft drags on in round one. We made our pick. Well, our first round pick, I think we made like 1130 or close to mid. Something absolutely ridiculous how late we were picking 
Daxton Hill this year. So there's a lot of uh, fans out there that aren't going to know who Dax Hill is and what he means to this offense. I don't blame him. I don't know all the defensive players and all the other teams. So, but I think that I think it this defense is primed to be even better than they were last year, and they were very good last year. And a lot of talk goes to the offense because we have those superstars, and offense in general is just sexier than defense. But this defense is set up for success this year, and I really like the depth we have at some key positions, safety included, with Dax Hill. The other good, I think, from this game was Cordell Volson. And I do not want to jump the shark here to say he was outstanding. He was he was solid. He had some good reps, had some not so great reps. There was a rough sequence in the first half where uh, he ran and I think it was a Denigy he ran into. They were both pulling. There was some miscommunication there. He, there was another miscommunication uh, on a free rusher that came through that probably was Volson's fault as well. But he did give us some solid reps as well. And I think coupled with Jackson Carmen's struggles last week, he missed the entire week of practice last week, Carmen did. So Volson was getting the first team reps, was not having to split them with anybody at practice, and then played the entire game, which was, I think, a good call, actually. I don't know whether that was the plan from the start. I, th- I think I think actually after the game, Cordell said that was that was talked about before the game that he'd played the entire time, but um, <laughs> I don't mean to pile on the guy, but it's a stark contrast to Jackson Carmen saying, you know, he wasn't expecting to be in the game as long as he was last week. And this, I mean, Cordell Volson just seems like a dude that's like, I just want to play football. I just want to hit people. And uh, he's a, he's a grinder. <laughs> and I think he now has the inside track for the starting left guard job. I believe that assuming Jackson Carmen is healthy enough to practice this week, Carmen, I think, is going to get another crack at the starting role. They're not going to completely abandon him uh, as an option there at left guard. I don't necessarily disagree with that either. I mean, Cordell Volson did not play out of his mind. I think if he looked the part of a, a diamond in the rough all pro guard that you got in the later rounds of the draft like yeah maybe it's open and shut case here but he was good not great and i think carmen has the draft capital from last year's second round pick i think they want to see him succeed and i think he's going to get another crack on it at it but i think it could be his final opportunity this week there are joint practices with the rams there's the third and final preseason game that could really be the last opportunity for these two to battle for that left guard starting position. But I think as of right now, after that game, Cordell Volsa does have the inside track for it. And it's going to be Jackson Carmen that has some catching up to do. The other thing I listed here under my things I like, I had Clay Johnston. And, you know, there were some players last week that that played well that I didn't necessarily just throw everybody who played well under, you know, the good, because, you know, there's lots of players that played well. Like Kendrick Pryor played well at wide receiver last week. I didn't necessarily mention him. Clay Johnson's one I almost didn't mention just because I don't really think he was on the roster bubble. He was He's going to make the team regardless. Uh, we're probably not going to see a ton of him in the regular season. He's going to be more of a special teams guy and a depth piece for us. But I mean, after that performance, you kind of have to add him in here. 20 tackles against the Giants, 16 solo tackles. And he played nearly half of the special team snaps. So he was out there a lot in this game and was all over the field. 
and I think I mentioned it with the safety position, but I think linebacker is another one you look at to say we've got some depth there. Now, is there a uh, talent drop off between Clay Johnston and, or Logan Wilson and Clay Johnston? Absolutely. Not saying that this this guy can step in and make 20 tackles every game uh, in a regular season game. But the fact that after Logan Wilson, after Jermaine Pratt, after Akeem Davis Gaither, you've got these guys that can, if something were to happen, do I feel uncomfortable with Clay Johnston having to fill in for a few weeks? Not at all. You saw last week, uh, I actually um, embedded this into the article, the the clip from, excuse me, not last week, last year in the playoffs against the Titans, Clay Johnston making a big tackle on the two-point conversion in the second quarter. Tack, uh, gets good penetration, makes the tackle on Derrick Henry, which is not easy to do. When Derrick Henry only needs one or two yards, he usually gets one or two yards, and Clay Johnston made that tackle. So it really just, the the... The takeaway here for me is not that Clay Johnston is some sort of all-star. It's more that Clay Johnston provides more depth, again, at another position on defense where if something happens, you don't feel like you're scrambling. Whereas the offensive line obviously doesn't have that depth. If something were to happen to one of our starters, I think we would feel that desperation a little bit. We would feel anxious about whoever's filling in, not very comfortable with them. Whereas with, with safety... I don't feel awful about that at cornerback. Even I don't feel terrible about it. And that was the depth is another thing I wrote about in this article that I think flashed again in this game for the second week in a row. Trent Taylor made some plays. I think he's locked into the wide receiver four spot just with how well he's played. He's reliable. He's a veteran. He can return punts. I just think he's got a lot going for him to make the team last week. Kendrick Pryor put up the four for 89 and a touchdown line he was a little quieter this week but it was Kwame Lasseter's turn to put up an impressive stat line seven catches 91 yards against the Giants and uh, I saw the tweet from I believe Andrew Russell from PFF who put out um, a little thing about you know who who makes the team who doesn't make the team I think at the Super Bowl last year the Bengals only had six active wide receivers on their roster so it was our big three it was Stanley Morgan it was, and, and I mean, Stanley Morgan's a special teams ace. He is so good on kick coverage. Um, he, he made some plays again yesterday. Uh, but Stanley Morgan would have been the fourth. You would have had Mike Thomas as the fifth, and I believe Trent Taylor then was the sixth. So are they going to stick with six as their number? Or is it going to bump up to seven? Uh, remains to be seen. But if you assume you've got your big three locked in, if you assume that Trent Taylor makes the team as four and you think they might only keep, I mean, Stanley Morgan's making this team. That's five. They seem to really like Mike Thomas, who would be six. I could maybe see one of these guys, whether it's prior or Lassiter pushing Mike Thomas out maybe, or being added to Mike Thomas and we keep seven receivers. I don't think prior and Lassiter who are both undrafted free agents make the team necessarily uh, that we'll see how that plays out in the coming weeks. Right. But again, early returns on these depth guys is promising. Do I feel uh, comfortable if Tyler Boyd were to miss a few weeks with a hamstring and Trent Taylor has to play slot? Do I feel comfortable? I feel pretty good. It also helps, of course, that you've got Jamar Chase and you've got T. Higgins, who are two 1A alpha stud receivers, that it doesn't quite matter as much who your third receiver is. But you know that helps mask a lot of these things. But if you need these guys, and like Trent Taylor, Lassiter, they both have punt return experience and uh, I don't think Kendrick Pryor returns punts 
So maybe that makes him the odd man out. I don't know. But it'll be interesting. And I like the depth that we have at that position. And cornerback is another spot. Not just safety, not just linebacker on the defensive side of the ball, but at cornerback. I think Alan George and Jalen Davis have played pretty well this this preseason. They flashed some some plays again yesterday against the Giants. Granted, they're playing largely against backups. They're not in, um, you know, playing a, a high starter reps against the opposing team starting. I mean, yesterday the Giants played Daniel Jones for a couple drives, but I'm trying to think of uh, their receivers that were out there. Um, not sure if they had their starting receivers out there or not, but uh, Alan George had three pass breakups yesterday. Jalen Davis was second on the team with eight tackles. It's uh, one of those things where Wuzier, Apple, unquestioned starters you've got rookie cam taylor Britt, who's going to make the team it remains to be seen though what his impact will be or what his role will be he's been out uh injured but he did tweet that he will be back soon so uh, hopefully not a long-term issue it'd be great to see him get some preseason reps uh really some reps this week in the joint practice and then uh in the third preseason game just to see how he does in game action uh but you've got cam taylor Britt. you've now got george you've now got jalen davis like there is some depth there as well you're looking for guys that contribute on special teams, but also if they were forced to play a few snaps, you wouldn't feel awful about them being out there. Like, do I want Alan George out there uh, covering um, Mari Cooper? Probably not for a long period of time. Um, don't necessarily want him on Deontay Johnson <laughs> in a interdivision battle, but if he needed to play, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So, there's some good depth at those positions, and I think the cutdown day, whenever that is, I haven't looked up the dates for it. Um, I think that's going to be something to monitor to see how many receivers do they keep, how many. Like I think generally, when you're thinking about depth positions, you're definitely keeping depth along the defensive line, three tech guys, pass rushers. You might see more guys hang around there than um, maybe you would expect receiver will be one position that I'm interested in. And I think cornerback might be another where we see how many of these guys do they keep? How many end up on the practice squad? Uh, do they get claimed by other teams and things like that? So got a couple weeks for that to play out, but I think the early returns on some of these position groups, like other than offensive line, I think we feel pretty good. Maybe even you could like throw tight end in there. Like after Hayden Hurst, do we feel great about, some of these other dudes, like maybe not, but again, tight end, not as, as important in our offense as other positions. So outside of offensive line, I think other key positions, you feel really good about the depth. And I mean, it's something to be said about the, the roster construction of this team. A few years ago, uh, we were, st we are starting guys that I'm, you know, at this current iteration of the team would be back in depth guys. We have so much top end talent at a lot of positions and uh, it's encouraging for the I think the long-term uh, view for this team right you have guys that are going to come and go we're probably going to lose Jesse Bates we may or may not lose Von Bell but it's exciting to have Dax Hill ready in the in the wings and we'll see what happens with the T Higgins contract negotiations that's a conversation for another time but you know there's going to be guys that are coming up for contracts Logan Wilson's of the world and and how we're able to backfill because we're not going to be able to keep everybody how we're going to be able to backfill some of those positions is going to be important to kind of determining what our window looks like granted you've got a super bowl window as long as joe burrow is back there healthy but obviously you'd love to have a more well-rounded team that we have right now and 
man, the depth is is encouraging to see. And I didn't write a whole lot of things I didn't like from this game. I mean, the penalties were not good. A lot of holding penalties. Um, Deontay Smith struggled, but it was his first time kind of working back from an injury. So hopefully Deontay Smith isn't out there starting for us anyways. Um, so I'm just not going to overreact to the penalties. I mean, this was the lowest. I think they had the lowest penalty yards last year against them in the NFL. So this is a very disciplined team that when the starters are out there and the games matter, I don't think you're going to see as many of these holding calls and struggles on, um, especially the offensive line there with uh, infractions. So I think going forward, I mean, we're at like late August, which is crazy that we are only 22 days away or something like that from the, um, actually it might be like 21 days, 20 days. I don't know from uh, the season opener. It's getting very close. And the the really two remaining storylines you have, and the one I'm really excited about is you got Rams and Bengals joint practices this week. My main hope from that is no injuries, right? You don't want any. We've seen clips from the past couple of weeks of other teams doing joint practices, lots of scraps, lots of fighting, people getting ejected from practice. Hopefully we don't have any of that. And it was talked about a little bit last week. Um, I want us to say that might have been Joe Burrow. Um, trying to remember who that was. I think it was Joe uh, in his press conference was talking about, like, you, you know, you're expecting intensity, but there's there's vets on this team. There's maturity on this team that they don't expect things to get out of hand. Um, but I'm excited to see these guys go up against like Jamar Chase and T Higgins and our starters haven't really gotten any uh reps game reps other than you know going up against our defense who i think is going to be pretty good and while this isn't a game i think these joint practices are going to be as close to preseason action a lot of these starters get for us and i i don't know whether they're allowing reporters to take videos and tweet them out and stuff like that or whether we just have to read headlines afterwards but i'm extremely excited to see you know, whether uh, Jamar Chase continues to carve up Jalen Ramsey again, like he did in the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow working back from the injury, see what his um, involvement is this week. But it's going to be probably the the biggest or closest thing to game action that our starters will get. So we'll have a little bit of an idea of, of who's looking good against other star players on opposing teams and uh again let's not overreact to it unless it's good right and the second thing between now and week one is going to be the the cuts and i think there'll probably be some surprises guys that we like like if jalen like i like jalen davis if jalen davis gets cut i won't necessarily be shocked if alan george gets cut i won't necessarily be shocked because you know you got to make room for these guys but it's funny on social media you see a lot of people get really attached to certain players uh, the Kendrick Pryor train was tooting right along last week, and then he had a kind of a quieter game this week, and it was Kwame Lasseter, who I'm a, I'm a Kwame Lasseter guy personally, but uh, you know he had his, his moment this week. And it's unlikely that all these players we like are going to make the team. So there'll be some cuts, maybe some that are surprising, some that you know uh, we, we didn't anticipate coming. So that'll be in the next couple weeks as well. And um, we are, what, two? two, three weeks away now from week one. And I'm planning on having on uh, a guest again to preview that week one game um, against the Steelers. Very excited for for that game for a number of reasons, right? Kick off the season, 
first it's my first season with season tickets so uh, i'm just excited to know that i got tickets to every game uh, but also going against a, a division rival a chance to start off the season one and oh in your division is uh, always great and i'm just interested to see what the the steelers do because their quarterback position is in flux their offensive line appears to be very bad and oh man it would just be so nice to sit back and watch trey hendrickson and sam hubbard and joseph asai and those dudes just rip apart their offensive line for our secondary to make things difficult on Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph or whoever it is throwing the ball back there. Don't really care. And I will say that as a bit as a Bengals fan, I have to dislike George Pickens because he's a receiver for for the Steelers. Right. You can't like them. I am really hopeful that we are able to shut him down. I mean, I, I hope we're able to shut down all of them, right? Like Deontay Johnson would be the only one that it's like, eh, if he gets his and we still win, well, that's fine. I don't really have any issues with Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool, I don't want to see him do anything good. And uh, George Pickens, man, the hype. The hype is getting a little out of control from people, especially in Pittsburgh. And uh, he's had some questionable plays in his college career, a little rough around the edges maybe. And it'd be nice to put him in his place in week one. Welcome to the NFL type of thing. But all right, we're a few weeks away from that. Until then, we have one more preseason game to talk about next week against the Rams. We will have one final opportunity to see some of these depth guys as they make a case to make the team in 2022. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Who Day Den. If you want to check out my writing again, you can find that out on bingles-talk.com. And I am on Twitter at underscore Taylor Cornell. Thank you for listening. As always, who day?